Welcome to Just Saying. I'm Joe McCormick, your host. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you're new to the podcast series, I'd love for you to subscribe, and even more, please give me a positive rating on iTunes. We are building a movement of motivated and brief communicators. Thanks for joining us. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the founder and managing director of the Brief Lab, where we help leaders and their organizations master concise communication. The point of this podcast and others is simple and straightforward. Identify key moments when brevity can make you and your ideas stand out. The impact of concise communication affects how you explain your bright ideas, build your career, and succeed when others often fall flat. There's clearly a lot on the line. So let's dive in. On today's show, let's talk about interviewing. Like I like to do on most of my podcasts, just give you a short summary of what we're going to discuss. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about interviewing, something that makes a lot of people nervous, you know, talking too long and saying the wrong things inadvertently and bad things can happen. So the point of today's podcast is make an interview a conversation or let it become an interrogation. We don't want that to happen, but how do we manage these moments of nerves when there's a lot on the line? Well, interviewing is something most people dislike really on both sides of the table. And what we're going to talk about really are three tricks that I've learned from my experience. And those things, if you can master those things, can be really important. The first is the easy starter, like the opening question that always happens in an interview, how to be ready for that. Most people are not. The second thing is thinking of stories, short stories that have stickiness, that are easy to remember and define what you've accomplished in your career, even if it's a short one. And then finally, asking a question back to the interviewer, getting the interview to talk. So let's talk about the interview. Now, imagine you're stuck in the wrong job and you know an important opportunity comes up. Maybe there's more money, a bigger title, and really more importantly, a chance to challenge yourself with a new opportunity. You're excited, but certainly you're nervous. You don't do this every day, and you probably ha- have a few. You're probably going to face a few rounds of human resource people, recruiting uh, types that that are really trained interrog- interrogators. You know, the whole process seems pretty stiff, kind of tense, and unnatural. Because in effect, it is the interviewing process is not something which is natural. So the point is, how do you turn it into a conversation? How do you become comfortable at ease in yourself? Well, I could talk about a lot of interviewing techniques, but I'm not going to bore you with all those. Let's focus on a few obvious things that you can do that people often overlook. And these things are about how you communicate in the interview. Really finding your own voice and being yourself. Nerves can get the better of us, and anxiety can translate into long-winded, terrible answers. Um, You can stumble on words. Clearly, it's not you who's talking. It's your nerves. So the first thing I'd like to recommend is um, the easy starter. Every interview, nearly every interview, the question is asked, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay? That question needs a prepared answer. That doesn't mean a memorized answer, but you need to be ready for it. When a person asks that question, 
my recommendation is find a word or a short phrase that you feel appropriately defines you. So you know what? The best way to describe me is hardworking or I'm creative or I do really well under pressure. Whatever those short phrases are that you think are appropriate, let them be the center of that initial answer. So a short word or phrase that defines you. Second thing, in that, keep the answer short. I recommend about 30 to 60 seconds. Don't go on and on and on about that and give them a speech. Really use that as the bait. See if that entices them to lock onto that a little bit more. And finally, believe it, own it, defend it, define it. Whatever you say, whether it's you're hardworking or you're creative or you are um, easy, adaptive situations or you are a people person, whatever you might say, you have to defend it and define it. Don't back down. It's going to be the centerpiece of what they remember. If they're taking notes, you want that to be the key takeaway. So first thing, the easy starter. Okay, second thing I want you to look at is think of stories that you have as you look through your resume that would really help bring that, that central answer that you just said to life. Now, if I say that I'm creative, I want to think of stories that exemplify creativity in my job. Without going over the top, you should have these little mini, I would say 20 to 25 second little vignettes, little mini stories in your back pocket that you can speak to that follow a formula almost. In that formula, I think of it like PAR, like in golf. PAR can stand for the problem that you're facing, your approach, and what was the resolution. That basic f structure of a story can help a person understand, hey, listen, this was the difficulty that we're going through. This is the approach that I took, and this is what happened. When you follow that, that story arc, um, you can make sure that the story is defining, and more importantly, make sure that the story doesn't last forever. Now, after you tell a story, and, and after you say anything in an interview, always, I always want you to look at the response of the person interviewing you. Are they immediately jumping onto the next question or do they stop on that and they respond to it? Because like I said in the beginning, you want to quickly turn any interview into a conversation. And if you don't, you're going to see that it becomes an interrogation. And what I mean by that is a series of questions that they ask and answers that you give that hardly makes a conversation. Now, if you can pivot that, pause for a moment and have that line of questioning become a conversation, it's going to make you feel really comfortable. It's going to make the interviewer feel better too because you know they don't like to go through a whole list of 50 questions. Even though there are certainly things that they need to know, they want to have a conversation because conversations are enjoyable for both people. So having a story that sticks is the second point is, can be really helpful. Storytelling is very powerful here. Finally, this is my, just my experience, is... At the end of most interviews, there's always this moment where the interview needs to wrap things up and they ask, do you have any, any questions? I would use prepared questions that you have already in your back pocket to ask them, like, why do you like working here? Or what do you think are the most important characteristics that a person needs to have that's successful in this job? Or what's a typical day like? Get them talking. Ask them a question. Turn, turn the tables a bit conversations go both ways, right? So it's as much about your understanding of the job versus selling yourself. So you want to understand if there's good fit. Okay, don't force yourself. See if there's fit. 
and one way of doing that is asking a question back. So just kind of pulling all the pieces together, the best way to navigate a conversation is in this setting of an interview, making it a conversation is have a really good opening, prepared, think of stories that define your resume, bring those to life. And then finally, use any opportunity you can to, to turn the tables and ask them questions to get them talking because it'll feel more balanced. At the end of the day, um, these things will make your, your interview certainly meaningful and memorable. You can stand out. Um, the competition doesn't stand a chance if you're relaxed and make the, the interview a conversation. So as I always like to do, I'm going to give you a little personal revelation. Um, I worked for a guy once who said that there are two types of people, those with resumes and those without. It was a pretty harsh view of the world. Um, but I maybe dislike the interview process so much that that's maybe why his words inspired me to be an entrepreneur. Regardless, I don't love conversing with candidates. I don't like grilling them and asking them Q&A and, and you know, 50 questions. I love interviews that are conversations. And my, my feeling as the interviewer when I'm doing that has always been um, that I like the candidates that are able to do that. They're more, they're more human. Um, they're able to converse um, and talk with me versus just answer the questions that I have. It makes their humanity, their, their personal traits and characteristics come out. Now, certainly that's no guarantee of finding the best candidates and there's a million other techniques of, of being a good interviewer and finding the right candidates. But when you wanna make yourself comfortable and confident when you're going through this whole process, um, that certainly has been my experience. Thank you so much for joining me. Just Saying is a podcast meant for you and for sharing. So please help me spread the word that less is more. If you want more information on our programs at The Brief Lab for teams and organizations, please go to our, our website at www.thebrieflab.com. You can also reach out to me directly via email at jmccormack at thebrieflab.com. I answer inquiries personally and really love hearing from listeners. Just saying.